Forward. Ukraine. The making of a liberal democracy. In Ukraine, adrift. Oligarchs, activists, and a dropped dog end by Paul Frigges was originally published in 2020 in Stockholm. The English translation is meant to make this book accessible to the broader readership. While the author delves into the depth and paradoxes of Ukraine's history and society, the relevance of this reading goes beyond discovering the peculiarities of a single country. Without even directly talking about it, this book presents a source of profound insights concerning European political history and the history and theory of liberalism. First and foremost, this thoughtful and well-written book is of great value to anyone interested in the vast, complex and one-of-a-kind country located at the very heart of wider Europe. Ukraine, despite its persistent presence in international news, to a large extent remains a mystery to foreigners and immediate neighbours. At times, it appears a mystery even to Ukrainians themselves. As a result of abrupt historical turnarounds, sharp regional disparities and conflicting internal tendencies, its development does not follow any recognisable pattern, but unfolds according to its own logic. This dynamic is not easy to grasp and seems impossible to predict. The only way to understand this mystery is to dive into the multiplicity of factors that shape Ukrainian society its ambitions and struggles, and, as a result, its international performance. The author of this book has masterfully accomplished this uneasy task. In Ukraine Adrift is a very engaging and insightful read that accurately grasps the current state of affairs in the country. Written by a Swede, this monograph resembles those enlightening travel notes produced by curious Westerners travelling across the Russian Empire up until the 20th century and who were constantly surprised by ubiquitous entanglements of the familiar Western culture with bizarre Eastern ways. Through myriads of anecdotes collected while travelling across Ukraine's regions, Paul Frigge's brings up sharp observations about the multi-layered society full of paradoxes and inconsistencies. The author also diligently traces the roots of the country's complex history, identity and society shaped under the influence of various and often conflicting factors. Issues such as social and family relations, remote and more recent history, political tensions and corruption are wittily presented through descriptions of Ukraine's cities, towns and regions, which can be considered representative or particularly prominent for each of these phenomena. Overall, the book's structure makes up a patchwork of narratives and topics, jumping from one epoch in one chapter to another in the next switching from eastern to western parts of the country without following any chronological or geographical sequence, without any justification of the author's choice of topics. Surprisingly, this organic, intuitive approach seems the most, if not the only, adequate way to deconstruct, put back together, and then make sense of all the seemingly unrelated socio-cultural, historical, political, and economic undercurrents that are dynamically shaping Ukraine's evolution as an independent country.
This is exactly what makes up the book's biggest strength and its most precious contribution to the attempts to explain and understand Ukraine. However, leaving aside all the cultural logical curiosity, why should we care enough to make an effort to understand this country and society with all their convoluted twists and turns? This question is rather rhetorical. The most recent history alone has demonstrated that internal developments within the country hide enormous potential to provoke a domino effect of a much more global scope than anyone would initially anticipate. Such a lack of anticipation stems from the lack of understanding of the geostrategic significance of Ukraine as a country but also of the ways in which socio-cultural trends and shifts within it determine how it acts internationally. As Bivinyev Brzezinski has argued in his famous Grand Chessboard, Ukraine's very location makes it a geostrategic pivot. Through its emergence-slash-existence as an independent entity, it has unwillingly become, and will certainly remain, a significant factor on the international political arena. For this very reason, Ukraine is not just one of the EU Eastern Partnership countries and cannot be seen and approached in just the same way, however comforting this idea might feel on both sides of the EU-Ukraine relations. While all countries in the region are unique and troubled in their own ways, what makes Ukraine stand apart is the scale of its geopolitical significance. In this particular case, overlooking the country's internal evolution is not a sign of efficiency, but rather of short-sightedness and ever-carelessness. Paul Frigge's observations, as well as the opinions of Ukrainian experts broadly referred to in each of the chapters, shed light on the driving forces behind the choices and attitudes of Ukrainians. From overthrowing Viktor Yanukovych to electing Volodymyr Zelensky, from opposing gender equality to seeking European values, from idealizing to despising. At the end of the day, it is in fact the spontaneous, emotional, almost romantic character of its people that makes up the Ukrainian political system, reform agenda and foreign policy decisions. Emotional input and practical output are truly inseparable here. Failing to see this link and take it into account while cooperating with Ukraine inevitably results in fruitless negotiations, stagnation and frustration on both parts. The substantial common interest gets lost in translation among unclarified and thus often broken mutual expectations. Average Ukrainians failed to fight against petty everyday corruption, but were ready to freeze to death and sacrifice their lives on the Maidan Square, demanding the right to move towards Europe and everything that it symbolically represents to them. Such paradoxes are incomprehensible from a rational point of view, yet deeply rooted in the Ukrainian national character, and are thus not likely to change or disappear anytime soon. In this regard, Frigia's thoughtful book makes these psychological and behavioural paradoxes look a little less paradoxical. It is key to understand that the emotional driving force behind the Ukrainian national idea is a search for freedom. 
While it has always been the cross-cutting theme of the national literature and folk culture, today this motif is as vivid as ever before. Today, freedom is symbolically embodied by the West, or rather the idea of the West. It is inseparably entangled with a dream of prosperity, stability, modernity, the benefits of the Western world that Ukrainians have always sought but hardly ever enjoyed. But with freedom comes responsibility, which implies and requires maturity. And here is where the Ukrainian state and society get stuck. Despite its old history, as an independent political entity, Ukraine is young, and so is its political system, civil society, and societal norms. What has taken other nations several centuries, suddenly independent and largely unprepared Ukrainians need to accomplish in a few decades. After having finally gotten all its historically divided territories back together, Ukraine is now faced with the dramatic lack of political experience to govern these, left alone to defend its internally divergent interests vis-à-vis -vis its mighty neighbours. As a result, Ukrainian society is trying to keep up with the developments and trends of the globalized era while simultaneously addressing the centuries-long gaping abyss with regards to its cultural identity, national integrity, political course, overall principles and priorities. In its search for integrity, Ukrainian society needs to simultaneously link dreams to practicalities, authenticity to urgency, the past to the future, the East to the West, both within and outside its borders. The interplay between the almost desperate search for freedom and the urgent need to mature is a quintessential challenge for modern Ukraine and its young generations. Unlike Russia, the West expects Ukraine to be an independent partner with its own vision and interests. A familiar scheme of exchanging good behaviour for protection does not seem to work well in the context of a newly found sovereignty, new ambitions and partnerships. At this point, it is up to Ukraine to make a choice, either to give up on its centuries-long inertia of dependency or to give up on its very dream about freedom. From this perspective, Ukraine is a liberal democracy in the making where people are learning to demand and defend their individual rights and freedoms, commit to their duties and obligations, and place this principle as a fundamental social consensus to be respected in all social interactions. This leads us to a broader, less practical, yet even more fundamental benefit of taking a closer look into Ukraine's internal evolution and Frigius's book. We are used to looking at the old liberal democracies of the West to grasp the meaning of liberalism. However, liberalism as a general political and moral philosophy can take many forms and emerge in different contexts. United by an overall respect for individual liberty, its characteristic features and expressions depend on a given society, which shapes its liberal values according to its own history, mores and attitudes. Independent Ukraine, in all its uniqueness, turbulence and in-betweenness, 
presents a precious material for studying the organic formation of liberal values and principles, first on the ideational level and then resulting in practical solutions. In his book, Paul Frigges insightfully traces the unfolding of such trends in Ukraine. He analyzes Ukrainian realities against the values and priorities of Western liberal societies, such as pluralism, gender equality, environmental concerns, etc. Being a Westerner with a deeply entrenched respect for these concepts, he observes how these familiar, taken-for-granted notions are admired, disregarded, or refracted in Ukraine. The author's liberal standpoint is reflected in the very choice of these topics as the focal points for discussion. Frigyes remains admirably open-minded when it comes to understanding the rationale behind the stances taken by Ukrainians, however unexpected those might seem to him. Nevertheless, what is the most interesting in this analysis is a cross-cutting observation which remains unexpressed throughout the book just to appear in the conclusion as natural and self-evident. Above all, Ukrainian society is free. It might not yet be free of its own prejudices, its own limitations and vices, its past, of ever-present corruption and poverty. But, unlike the majority of other former USSR republics, it is free from dictatorship, oppression, terror, personality cults. The only time in the history of independent Ukraine when people's will was brutally ignored has resulted in the most impressive, massive upheaval in recent European history. Euromaidan, or the so-called Revolution of Dignity. The elections of the two following presidents were fully transparent and accurately represented people's will and changing preferences, which in itself is a great achievement and a true landmark for any post-authoritarian state and society. The debates on the leading political TV shows are vibrant and lively to an extent that makes them impossible to follow, with participants publicly expressing their opposing views in the most direct and passionate of ways. People are free to talk, debate, express their opinions, choose and decide for themselves. And they do so. They liberate Ukraine from the terror of the past that for decades was paralyzing and numbing their parents and grandparents. On this path of maturing, Ukrainians will have to make a shift in their understanding of freedom. So far, Ukrainians understood freedom in its negative sense, as a freedom from Ukraine's divided and dependent past, traumatizing limitations of the Soviet ideology, today's aggressive Russia under Putin but also from insecurity, poverty, injustice, from ever-present corruption, dysfunctional government, unfaithful political leaders. While these circumstances have shaped Ukrainians' ever-present search for liberation, the next step towards unlocking the country's potential as a full-fledged liberal democracy is to substitute the defensive and past-focused freedom from with a constructive and future-oriented freedom for justice, peace, prosperity, sustainability, equality for each individual and society as a whole. Despite the EU's support, 
Making this decisive leap still lacks political will and a strong and organized civil society. This takes time, and, considering the country's size and scope of challenges, we cannot put everything on the shoulders of one or two generations. However, the overall direction is clear, and the foundation is already laid down. As Paul Frigyes sums up in the conclusion, Ukraine's battle for identity, be it a duel or a decathlon, is gravitating towards a liberal, pluralist, and what one might consider a Western European mindset. This battle might be long, but such results are definitely worth fighting for. Dr. Maria Alessina, European Liberal Forum